Hi, my name is Chanel Howell and welcome to my podcast about all things tea. In this podcast series, I'm going to be talking to tea enthusiasts like myself, tea business owners. Uh, We're going to have a talk about tea culture, tea origins, the medicinal benefits of herbal teas and the wider tea community. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Chanel's Tea Talk. On today's show, I have Ray Liu, the CEO and founder of Grass People Tree, a tea company specializing in local teas from Guizhou, China, which is Ray's hometown. Ray worked in the fashion industry for over 10 years before changing over into the tea world. Ray's goal is to share and bring awareness about the ancient tea culture and stories of the Guizhou region and its people. So on that note, here's the interview. Hi, Ray. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chanel. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so good. I'm really, really chuffed that you're on the show. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't even know why the wind blows this way, but thank you for catching me. <laughs> no, it was Will, because I wanted to interview you before, but Will was like, oh, you should interview Ray. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. But I thought, oh, Ray seems like a busy lady. Yeah, but this is why I should be doing more. I think, you know. No, you do a lot. You do a lot. As a, I think yeah. as a small business, you do so many roles, but often that means you don't get to do the role you should do most more. Um, which sometimes, yeah, sometimes this sort of thing reminds me what's important. So I'm going to start from the beginning. So I want to ask you, Ray, how you got into tea? How I got into it? Um, yeah, the beginning. The beginning, I think it's hard to for for a Chinese person to to really pin down a date, like, or how, because you sort of just, you grew up with it. I grew up, um, brought up by the tea house and as well as my family, so tea house is like, um, you can imagine it could be a pub, but then this kid, it was just, there's a, there would be a tea table and then people just come and go every single day. They could be complete strangers. They could be somebody you see on a day to day more than you see your parents. And it's just a group of people. Um, you sit with them, people come and go bless them, bless you with their presence with their knowledge or sometimes just life stories, most, you know, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in that environment, you know, the same tea house my parents would go and it's the the same tea trees for a long time, Mm -hmm. same people who made the tea for a long time. So I think growing up with that, I think I, I always have the tea in me. However, this is this is very interesting. Um, a really good friend of mine, China. She's a, she's a jazz singer, and then but then she's American, born American, uh, grew up in Paris. So once she said to me, she said, "I never knew I had the blues in me until I left the U.S." 
And she was very young. She was a kid. And that sums up my experience with tea. You know, like, I really didn't know what that means and how, how, why this is important to me and how I, how close I am with it in terms of connection mm-hmm. until I moved here um, 12 years ago because you're no longer in that environment. Yes. Um, yeah. So I guess to answer your question, I think she has always been in, in my gene, my fiber of being, but I think it's living um, away from home makes me more and more aware. To appreciate it more. Yeah, absolutely. And value it absolutely. more. So you're from Guizhou, Mm. Well done for the pronunciation. It's amazing. (laughs) From last week's show, I had to really practice. Really appreciate it. It was not good. Yeah, my pronunciation. Yeah, so the pictures look beautiful of the place. It looks so, the dramatic uh, landscapes, it looks so beautiful with all the waterfalls and everything. So you had some really great teas there, and there's a lot of indigenous tribes that I was reading on your website that they have specific tea practices and a lot of traditional tea practices still. Mm, absolutely. Mm, where do I start? So I grew up in a, in a you know, Guizhou was considered to be economically really disadvantaged. And okay. it found like... Is it a small town or is it like a smaller village? It's, it's, a, it's a province. Okay. It's a province in southwest of China. Uh, below south of Yunnan province and it felt a little bit like a forgotten land you grew up far away from the China people actually think China is but in a very wild unprotected raw primeval environment Um, so within that landscape there are mountains, there are a lot of, you know, indigenous species, trees, animals, but also there's a lot of people um, who have been living in there for millennia, for a long time. Um, so tea has always been part of the, you know, part of the way of life, um, even given different cultures of indigenous groups, you know, in my in my home, there's actually more the so-called indig- uh, minorities, mm-hmm. eth- ethnicity minority. There's more of them than the majority Han people. Uh, and in my class, I remember in the class, there's at least five, five to ten different languages spoken within the 35 or 40 of us in the class. So it's always been a very diverse environment. Uh, traditions and cultures and and things and I think tea is part of that mm-hmm. um, kind of pa- gelled everyone together maybe yeah yeah and, and I also think um, tea the way uh, we approach tea has has represented a very different story to the world you know because the tea as we perceive it today is really based on the colonized history in the last 250 years or so. Yes. Um, but then tea existed for almost 5,000 years. And it existed for, you know, as a medicine, as part of nature. And the way people approach tea is also a reflection of embracing nature as, as what it is, as how it is, 
and responding and the respect, to yeah yeah exactly i think it's the respect for keeping a harmony by being in tune with nature when you approach in the tea so i think that has been you know a tradition for more than 2000 years it's a long long time and even long you know before china was so unified as it is today so i think how 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 we perceive tea today the way we see tea the way we approach it in terms of description of the taste in terms of categorization of the tea everything there's there's a there's a limitation to it because it doesn't really celebrate the diversity and the individuality of the regionality of each tea that represents so i think um for me is really you know since i'm here in london um i think my 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 mission is to share a different story of tea mm-hmm. and also just offering a different perspective of seeing a subject um by doing that, i hope we can encourage more people to to speak up um, yeah. for their narratives on their stories so we can add more diversity to the world yeah. particularly to the increasingly more commercialized world i think traditions and cultures are very very important yes because it's such a deep and long history and i think you know people that are drinking tea every day especially in england you know people drink tea all the time mm. you know there's a lot of there's a big disconnect from where tea comes from or the origins of it or the historical aspects of it mm. you know adding milk and sugar and things like that is, mm. you know that's one way of of you know that's one of the tea culture you know and, and i think there's so mm-hmm. many more yes how my tea master taught me is you know when you approach things anything to do with nature see it as it is and that means in each every region there's a different it you know we, we can't just say tea is this um, mm. and in this color yeah. in this shape uh in this bag there's so many others yeah, it's not just one thing yeah just like us you know humans individuals yeah mm. and we've got to give it that respect as well absolutely absolutely yes so you worked in fashion for a long time mm. what happened with uh fashion and then going into tea why did you make that break um i think it come to a stage where you say enough is enough right uh-huh. <laughs> um fashion fashion was an unconscious choice for me you know it wasn't it sort of just happened in your life and you stumbled into it and then you started work you were a model as well did you model yeah i was i was a model very wow. very young age um when i was 15 mm. almost 16 so i was exposed to a very adult world and very commercial world um if you could imagine me growing up in that landscape of my home and then moving into a very fast paced very demanding industry and and I was away from home for a long time you know traveling around the world for it. and then um I was exploring different roles within the industry because after a while you wanted to you know learn more and explore more so I think at the time we were working on a campaign one day and it was a time when I was was still drinking coffee 
And you know,、um, when you're on set, the coffee is just always there, and then there's Mars bars of、uh, different sweets, and just always on the table. So worked on the project for twenty twenty hours or so,、wow. banging techno music, coffee,、oh、Mars bars, and everyone was like, you know, jittering <laughs> because of the the caffeine. And then I had a sachet of green tea that I had from home. In the sachet, if you know Chinese people, wherever they go, they always have this sachet. They they don't even know where where it comes from. Probably their aunt and aunties <laughs> give give it to them. So、um, I just happened to have two of them. So I cleaned the coffee pot and brewed the tea. And then the tea leaves in the glass coffee pot. It just started popping up. Up and down, and then started doing pirouette like that. So it's very pleasing. Put it in the in the in the table. Everyone started, you know, you can smell it. And even somebody was walking past, was like, I can smell it. What is that?、Mm. So it and 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 I said, Oh, it's a green tea. Let's have a tea. Let's have a tea time. So turn the music off. Everyone gathered around the table. They drank it. Were like, wow, this is so fragrant. Because I think when you have too much to eat, it、mm-hmm. particularly sweet. I think green tea really cut that sort of sweetness for you, and it's very thirst quenching. So when we drank, all of us drank that. It feels very cleansing and feels very. Anyway, it just feels like it resets me somehow.、Mm-hmm. So people started asking me questions where. Where does this? What is this? Is green tea? Where does it come from? So my home. Where is your home? Okay, let me Google and Google it. Everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> They're like, "You're from there." It looks like a avatar image. So I started telling my story, and then people asking more, and I never felt so joyous. Just people curious about who I am, which. Which wasn't my day-to-day experience in 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 fashion industry, you know.、Um, people see you; they、yes. see you as you are, as you come, but they don't see the inside、yes. of you. Well, they're looking at the clothes, aren't they? Really? Yeah, and your skin, your、yeah. skin, your hair, your、mm-hmm. whatever. So I think, I think was that moment, and then from then onwards, every Thursday. People get together, and you know, you know, London Thursday usually big parties, biggest parties in a week. But there's all the all the friends who don't want to drink or want to take a break, or want to you know share some gossip about the industries, <laughs> and you know, everyone come around, and it's usually around ten, twelve of us just having a gathering, and that went on for six months.、Mm. Um, to a point where I can't give, I have no more tea to give. <laughs> Everyone started asking about buying. One of my friends was saying to me, "Why don't you just think about think about a business like a tea business?" And of course, me being here a long time and being really young, younger, and being educated here, and even though my parents and everyone. Would say to me, "This is the cleanest tea,、uh, most beautiful tea you could ever have in the world." 
and me being here, you know, went to art school and all of that. I'm like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> you know, this is all a lie. I have to go and see it myself. <laughs> so um, that's what I did. I, I went back home. On and off took two and a half years, just went back to learn thoroughly, mm-hmm. thoroughly what tea is. Not yeah. just like a saying you go to someone's house, you drink, but where does it come from, how it was made, and just learn it properly. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky on the, on, on, during the two and a half years. I made a lot of friends, like people who are very, very knowledgeable in the region of their areas. And so I would go and meet the local experts or the, the leader of the tribes or um, you know, meets them and they will teach me. I will live with them. They will teach me. And that was the moment I I didn't know. I didn't know grass people tree was going to come, come around as grass people tree. I just fully embraced it. And then throughout that trip, I realized, wow, home, home had been really developing fast, as in there's a lot, even that was like seven, eight years ago now, was a lot more tea plantations being planted. Um, so sometimes that means ancient trees or or indigenous species had to give way to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, re- the reason for that is because of the, the economic struggles people have. Yes. So we've been under the poverty level uh, by UN standards for for decades, for decades. Um so that was one of the ways. So the wealth in China is not being distributed around the whole country because I know it's like an up and coming superpower now. So yeah, since the eighties, the okay. you know President Deng Xiaoping, his policy was to develop the coastal cities first. Okay. So I think to, towards the late twenty ten onwards, then they slowly shift shifted their focus towards the southwest. And then from then onwards, you know, two years later, I think since 2000, maybe 17 or 16, they started build roads, like proper roads. Used to be for me to travel from my parents to my grandparents, which is from the outskirts of a capital city to the inside of the city. It used to take us about six hours up and down, up and Mm -hmm. down. It's only like less than 20 miles you just go like that. But nowadays, there's just tunnels. So they, you know, bomb tunnels and you go through it. It's much, much quicker. Mm-hmm. So at that time, it was, you know, I think when I was going around, it was really hard work, but it was really fun going around and learning. And, and I think because of the the economic development, which means environmentally, some part of it had to give way. And that was really pressing for me to see because perhaps I, you know, I, I wasn't, I haven't been home the whole time in my life, but being around places. So I think when I went back and what attracted me was, has, has been the indigenous tea trees, has been the ancient tea trees, has been the wild environment that gives them the nourishment for them to grow. And it has been the traditions and cultures around it. 
because I I have been so deeply touched by my home home people. You know, they're so generous in sharing their knowledge, their home, their whatever they have. You know, I would go to a village. Some families they only have six eggs for the whole month. Oh they would cook、um, they would cook egg fried rice for me using all of the eggs. Um, you know, it's it's that kind of a、uh, love、mm-hmm, that I、yeah. was given and and taught. So I I wanted to share that because you know, to me, really, it it really hasn't been so much about the tea itself、mm-hmm. per se. It's really about the the nature around it, the people around it, the culture around it, and, and mostly the stories. Because wherever you you go, people tell you stories. And I think it's passing on these stories really make that region live on. So I think that's that's what I you know in a nutshell that's what happened from the transition from fashion to to tea for for a job I guess <laughs> yeah. So you don't miss the fashion world anymore. Um, to be totally honest. I really miss being on the catwalk because、okay. on the catwalk is nothing else like、oh. being on the catwalk. That was so good.、Um, that justifies the six hours of torture they put you through.、Um, and I miss I miss my friends, true friends. I still work with them, some of them. Okay. So it becomes more of a choice、yes. than you know than anything else. And when we get together, we. We always drink tea and catch up, just like friends hanging out.、Nice. So, doesn't feel like work.、Um, yeah, I, I still work with agencies for、oh. there's there's things that you know like commercial shoots and things. I still do a little bit, but less fashion behind the scenes. Less fashion, yeah, yeah. Less traveling for sure. Yeah,、oh, mm. interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, with your teas, a lot of the teas are traditionally made. They're not from tea plantations. They're from wild, from the forest, and they're not really processed, highly processed. So,、um, and they're not bitter as well. How does that happen? <laughs> so, is that difficult to get cultivations regularly because they're quite wild? Yeah, it's a it's a hassle. So. To give you an example, if you if you imagine this picturesque Instagram post of rows after rows of tea plantations where we can have access to very easily to take a、yeah. selfie or even just to t- pick the leaves very easy because all the trees are their bushes towards your waist and they're all lined up, you know, very easy. So, but then when you go to the wilderness, first, first of all, you need to know where to look for them. So、mm-hmm. the the tea master, we give him a name. We call we call him the tea hound, so he can smell it. So, so we would follow the tea hounds pointing, find the trees, and then you know tea tea bush tea trees usually bush like very very small, right? Like a broccoli. But then, when you go、okay. see them in the wilderness, you see them like five ten meters high, really big. So so big that sometimes we have to carry ladders into the mountains,、mm. go onto、oh、it,、gosh. and pick the very end of it, right? So、um, that's that's just to paint a picture of 
how actually how inaccessible sometimes it can be. And so、mm. they're also not like in one place. So you'd have one in front of somebody's house because they've been there before the house, and two of them in the middle of the cornfield before the human existed there. They've been there, and then three of them at the back, you know, the other mountain. So you have to go up and down, up and down to to find them.、Yeah. Um, so that's that's very labor intensive, and the trees themselves.、Mm-hmm. Um, Because throughout the evolution of the world, the tea the tea tree way was originated was from you know where southwest of China was and part of Burma, Thailand, and Vietnam.、Mm. So it's that region. But when the earth squeezed and changed, and then the southwest of China nowadays we see as a plateau, because they're plateau, so the tea trees from they grow from very very tall tree like, evolved into the bush like. So, when you go and and look for them, they're sort of just like scattered around, and、um, it really has been labor intensive for you to go around and find、mm-hmm. them. Yeah, and and I think、um, so. This is from the growing environment to you know to give you a sort of image of what it is,、um, but also from the making point of view, the tea you ask about the bitterness. So、um, there's because、yes, they're sun sun dried all by hand, no、I、machines, the, nothing. The the secret to it is very simple: is you don't rush it. You let the、mm-hmm, tea leaves、yes. tell you when the tea leaves are ready, and then what we call tea is the craftsman that comes with it. The craftsmanship is the tea. You know, is、mm-hmm. making the tea from the plant to the. To a beverage, so within that there is a very very ancient philosophy. In Chinese, we say "huo cha." Huo means alive, living. Cha、okay. means tea, right? So "huo cha" means tea that is alive. So、um, that sort of approaching tea as a plant, as a living being, from the very beginning. So we say, "You when we go and pick, usually." We go and pick the bud. We pick one bud, one leaf. We pick the very top of it, right? It's about the the freshest bit. But in the living tea logic, we pick the whole branch. So if you imagine you have a rose in your garden, you pick them with the leaves, so the rose lasts longer. It's the same. So when we pick them, we see the the bud as the head. Smaller leaves at the arms, big leaves at the legs, stem at the body. You pick the whole thing like a human. So, because we believe that in that,、um, in keeping it whole, the energy within the plants gets sustained even long after it leaves the tree, even during the making of it, and even long after you made the tea. You know, it's it's made for years to 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 age.、Yes. So. So I think it's it's the trick is to tune into that. So that sun withering、uh, procedure you mentioned is really about listening to, to nature. So sometimes you wither the tea like a batch of tea, and we wither them、uh, sometimes indoor, sometimes outdoor. Every day is different. Sometimes the whole procedure is three days. Sometimes the whole procedure is fifty days. 
it depends on yes, yes. the impermanence of nature. So you really are the mercy mm. of nature. And, and we actually wouldn't know what tea the, the plant is going to be transformed until a certain point. So until a certain point, the texture of the leaves, the smell of the leaves, the taste of the leaves will give you a very strong message to tell you, okay, I'm ready to be made into wulong but not white tea mm -hmm. or at the 15th right. day, all of a sudden you smell this orchid scent from miles away. And then, you know, okay, this batch is perfect for making red tea. So you actually wow. wait for, for, for it to tell you. And then you, you go into the procedure of, you know, hand rolling, um, frying, fermenting or oxidizing different pr pr process. So this is this is very 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 different logic um, because today efficiency is very important to us, volume is important to us, time yeah. is everything. So we approach it in terms of okay, we turn the machine on at eight today, and then we wrap at six, and then by the end of it we're gonna have five hundred kilos of white tea. It's a very different understanding of of how to approach a plant. So, so I think here is, for me, really, to share the story, a lot of it is about yeah. translating the message by clarifying it. So, yeah. so I, I think it's about clarifying this is, this is a process that has been kept as a tradition for centuries, but we don't know yes. about it. You know, even in China, um, I give you an example, like um, Master's Green, if you go on our website, you look at Master's Green, it's a very, the oldest way of making green tea to date. But it's so old, more than, by modern Chinese tea standards, categorization standards, it no longer fits into a green tea category. So I, I actually in China, even we say to people, you know, by regulation, we can't tell them this is a green tea. We have to say, you know, it's a it's a oxidized green tea or something, mm -hmm. because by definition, modern green tea is not oxidized. So um, so I think that is about, the, you know, that even takes me five minutes to explain this to you. It takes time. Mm -hmm. And so, so I think it's, it's about clarifying what he is yes. um, from the traditional point of view, historic, uh, historical point of view and cultural point of view to, I guess, again, to, to add the variety uh, to, the, to the pot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that affects the taste of the tea as well. I'm absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it affects the taste. It, it affects the durality of the tea. So, you know, if I brew a tea in a pot or any tea, it should last me two or three days, just one serving. So I, I keep on going because, because the process of, if, if you are to identify good tea, first thing is about the growing environment. Second is about the making. Yes. So, if the tea has grown, or like anything, any natural produce, if it grows from good soil, uh, in a good environment, let alone its ancient uh, indigenous, which means it's grown in the best favorable 
environment as it's supposed to be in. Everything is original, so they grow really well. And and we pick the leaves every other year. Sometimes every three years we go and pick the leaves from the same plant, which means they get good rest. And when when you make them, you take time. You make sure they're made in tune with nature. So then, when it comes to drinking it, it's also very slow. You know, um, a, mm-hmm. a, yeah. a poor tea takes twenty, thirty rebrews. White tea goes on for days. You know, that gives you the mm. the benefit of of um, allowing it time. Yeah, the, yeah. the patience. Too. Patience. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I love that. That's why you got to have when you drink tea. You have to really sit down, relax, and really savor it, enjoy it. It's not like a rush, rush thing like a coffee. You have to sit down and brew it. It has to be brewed. You know, got your teaware and everything. Yes, yeah, it's, nice. yeah, it's, it's it's a good way to to go back to a slow pace. I think. Yes, and even you know, I live in London, and London is mad. It's not very slow paced in London. It's not very slow. <laughs> yeah, so. I think maybe city folks need it more than more than mountain folks. Definitely, at, but at the same time, I think. But they might not have time, city folks. You know, you've got your lunch break, you've got rushing, yeah, you've got rush yeah. And, and also think tea. You know, I don't drink tea in a taking time. You know, method all the time. Yeah, no, not all the yeah. time, but I mean, you need to let the tea at least brew. True, that's true, that's true. You know, um, but I think you know everyone has their ritual, whatever that is. Yes, you know, and and I think even just like you you put on a kettle and you take out a tea bag, you throw it in the mug, and then the water boil, you hear the sound, and then it comes goes in the the color changes. You put milk, the color yeah. changes again. And you drink and you put sugar. yeah, and you put sugar, and you're like ah, you know. Yeah, I think it's that that feeling that ritual gives you. Yeah, I love tea. I just like the whole. It just makes me feel happy every time I drink tea, especially if it's a good tea. If I made it really well that day, it's like oh, this is so nice, and I have to sit down and just mm. enjoy it. Mm. The gift of nature. Yeah. <laughs> I should really be in the mountains. That's where I should be. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're actually near a lake. You're very near nature, right? You're in Berlin. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in Munich oh, right now. Oh, I so. thought you were in Berlin. Yeah. No, no, I'm in Munich, yeah. No. Yeah, we're kind of more near the mountains and the Alps and stuff. So, yeah, it's not bad. So, Ray, why did you pick the name Grass People Tree? That's what an excellent question. I was hoping you would ask me this. It's a very, very important message here. So, I have read it on the website. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you for picking that up. It's a very unique name. We talked about, you know, the part of the sharing story is about clarifying, right? So the name gives me an opportunity to clarify what tea is to me. So in Chinese, when we say tea, we say cha. And when mm. we write cha, we write grass on top, tree at the bottom, people in the middle. So grass, people, tree is the name cha, tea in Chinese. And my understanding of it is people are in the middle, responsible 
for keeping in tune with nature, you know, the balance with nature. And I think tea also to me is, is an art that constantly asks the questions about the relationship between nature and human. And tea asks this question, you know, where do we sit? What do we do? And, and I think to me, when we say tea or when we say cha, even it's the same thing, but it can mean many different meanings. So I think mm-hmm. by saying grass people tree to me personally is a reminder that this is how we approach tea long before modern time. And, and this yes. is still how we approach tea as grass people and tree together. Um, and I think it's, it's about sharing this storytelling within the grass people tree. And, and I think the, the, the tradition gets passed on, right? The culture also gets passed on. Because when we say tea, you know, sometimes you get one of those random emails to say, do you have peppermint tea? Or do you have nettle tea? That's not really tea, is it? It's like a herb. Yeah, like, that, that's yeah, it. Like... So even now, you need, we need to clarify. Oh, tea to mm-hmm. me is only about one plant. It doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean, it doesn't include herbal tea because in my language, we have mm-hmm. another word for it. So that's, that's one right. level of clarification. And then you have tea that is made, uh, I guess, mass produced. And you have tea that is made by small makers. So when even you say tea, then that has different meanings. But then yeah. when you say tea, then there's tea that made by small makers, but there's tea that grow from indigenous tea trees, grow wild, come from very ancient tea trees, made in tune with nature. And that's a different meaning of tea again. So mm-hmm. I think by saying grass people tree, I, I think it's it's, it's saying that part of the the meaning of tea that resonate most with me, um, and mm-hmm. it's about sharing that as well. Yeah, because the people are part of the whole ecosystem as well. We are part of nature anyway. Absolutely. So we often forget about whole... that. I think we're doing everything yes. to forget about that. <laughs> yeah, because people have to still pluck it and you know do a lot of the work. Mm. between nature does its work and then the humans do the other part of the, the work absolutely. you know absolutely so it's like one whole system mm. integrated you know with the humans mm. which i agree with and at tea education like you said you know there's different types and different categories of tea within itself you know you've got like the c2c and you know like the whole mass-produced dust and then you've i mean there's so many different types of tea artisan teas you know, what you're doing. Mm, mm. There's a lot going on. Pooter tea. It's a lot going on. Cakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of, you know, categorization. I think standardization, which which is very harmful to, you know, to diversity. Yes. Um, and, and I think um, that's why, you know, going back to the Master's Green Stories, that's that's exactly what happens, and and I think the the CTC and the specialty tea and you know all like organic certificate, right? Yeah, I've been confronted by that mm. before because it's a tag for you to sell a premium product, right? 
So you squeeze yourself into the door. But one has to ask, like, what happens before organic certification? Can can my brand stand up to it and mm-hmm. be beyond it? How yes. do I prove that? So in a way, I really ask a lot of trust from our customers. But I think it's, you know, at this stage, where as I speak, you know, we, we haven't, we haven't, we, we didn't have to do that because I think everything, you can keep everything transparent. People will see the land. People would, yeah. also people taste it. People taste the mm. cleanness of it. They feel it, you know. Um, and yesterday, actually, I, I received an email from a guy who has a really complicated health conditions, had some yellow tea and, and shared with me that he felt so pain-free. And he, he told me he was in a state. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it, this yellow tea isn't a magic pill, by the way. It's just, I think, when, once you have that connection, you can feel it. And it could really facilitate um, your natural well-being, uh, the mm-hmm. function of it. So I think, yeah, there's, there's just different stories, I think, in tea. We, we can't really, it's very hard to pin it down to say this is not Definitely. and this is it. It's very, very hard to do that. Yeah, like this is tea and that's it. It's like, no, there's so much more, it's so much more deeper than that. You know, you've even got like the meditative side because on my show last week, I was talking to a um, Taoist, um, well, the lady's not Taoist, but her husband is a Taoist priest, but they're going to open a Taoist school and have a tea garden next to it. So they will be, yeah, nice, going to be in Germany. So it's just a nice correlation of the more meditative side of tea and, you know, the whole Taoism connection. So. I'm very, very impressed oh, yeah, by that. Should, yeah, please share with me some details. I'll listen to the show. Yeah, that was last week. Okay, so that was I'll last week's sure show. Yeah. Could you recommend some teas for like a, a beginner from your company? What, what teas would you recommend? I love this question. First thing, no matter where you are with tea, whether you drank it for a long time or today you listen to the show, you're like, I'm going to try the green tea. Inspired by you. I'm going to try the green tea that never gets bitter. Just get it over and done with once and for all. Green tea does not taste bitter. Just to say, green tea shouldn't taste bitter. Any tea shouldn't Mm -hmm. be bitter. But I think the first question we all got to ask ourselves is, how am I feeling? How am I feeling now? I can't decide what tea you're going to have. Like, you have pasta or rice for dinner. It's your choice. And okay, so yeah, by asking the question, you might, you might feel like, oh, I just woke up from a nap and my mouth is... So you start taking notice. Like my mouth is a little dry. I feel, I feel like something thirst quenching. And also I just woke up. So I need something to wake me up. So from that, from that needs, from that voice that's okay. speaking to you, I would go for... Um, maybe a green tea or wulong. So okay. it would be a master's green, um, master's wulong. Or in my case, in the morning when I wake up, I, I fancy a cuddle tea, you know. A cuddle tea. Yeah, okay. like a warm <laughs> cuddle. And, um, and you want to feel warm, you want to feel loved, mm-hmm. somebody throw their arms around you. I would definitely go for master's red or master special. Okay. So this is from your intuition request, right? 
Yeah. Um, but you can also think about it as a function uh, in terms of health benefits. Um, so, for example, because you've got some really interesting teas on your website. Mm, they all, they all very like they all have their own characters, and it takes a while for you to get to know them. But once you've made that connection. They actually remind you what you need, rather than you thinking I need them. Yeah. So、mm. I, I think、um, coming back to slow mellow yellow. So it it has been used for a remedy for digestion because because of the particular procedure for making a tea, it has a very special enzyme. So it help really help promote gut health. Um, or if you on Christmas Boxing Day, excellent tea, and also for your mood, you know, a mood elevator. If you're feeling grumpy today because somebody's giving you a hard time, mellow yellow, okay, or a white tea, or a um, uh, um, ancient red tie, wild ancient red tie is really good mood lifter. Um. And then for you know, for functionality, like, and people are talking about you know, green tea has so much antioxidant, but actually every tea does.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday I was talking to、um, somebody who doesn't have so much experience. He says, "I need to drink green tea." I said, "Why?" He said, "Because it has the most." I like that. I like what you said. Said because saying, it has、yeah. the most. Antioxidant in it. I I asked two questions. I said, okay, where does this green tea come from? Exactly. Says I bought a premium、uh, label from Tesco. I said, okay, stop putting poison <laughs> in your body. Stop doing that. And then second is, you know, it's probably bitter as yeah, well. <laughs> if if, we, if it's you know, if it doesn't vibe with you, flavor wise, feeling wise. Anything. Don't don't let the label convince you. Let your body guide you. This is not some hippie knowledge. This is just true. You know, we we、mm-hmm. need to be able to trust our intuition,、yes. and and if it doesn't taste, it tastes offensive to you. Don't do it. If I tell you this comes from the rarest tree in the world, made by this great master, it doesn't vibe with you, does it? You know, there's, there's. But I think maybe people think that's how it's supposed to taste. Maybe they don't know that it's not meant to be bitter. As I didn't know that from reading your website today, that certain teas they don't get bitter,、oh, even if you're、mm. over brewing it or you know having it in the water for ten、um, minutes. I think it's bitterness is subjective, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the what we look out for in terms, of, if we're just talking about the taste of, of bitterness or any of the Unpleasant、uh, taste that it gives us. You shouldn't be. Why would somebody make a beverage going through so much hassle and it doesn't taste pleasant?、Yeah. So what does that say? Either doesn't grow properly or does isn't made properly. Very simple. It's not. You know. It's. It's. There's nothing can come to justify this in in my in my、um, upbringing. So、mm-hmm. in fact, the way we we test the tea. Whether it's grown and 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 made properly is to throw it under a hundred degree boiling water, brew it for five to ten minutes, and drink it. 
So in that taste, what you're looking for is, yes, tea has tannins. Tannins does cause that sense of bitterness, but does mm -hmm. the, where does the bitterness go? Does it go anywhere? Does it get stuck? Or does it then roll into an explosion of flavor? And what is the sensation it gives you down your throat, in your belly, and the feeling it gives you? Do you feel lightheaded? Do you feel like you need to get up and do something? You know, or do you feel jittery? And all of these, how it releases your energy, caffeine and nutrition also is to do with the making of it and how the plant is, is treated and grown. So I think... Um, you've got to be aware of how you're feeling and what you're tasting. And um, I think it's build up that confidence to... to that's, yeah, that's the right word. To know, you actually know that. And, and I think then... If then you empower yourself to make that decision for yourself, then you can just slowly tune into it, tune into what you, you, it's good for you at what time. Yeah. And a, a sensation to look out for is, I once asked my tea master, what is a good tea? He said, a good tea is after you drink it, you and the chair becomes one. Oh, so you don't want to leave. You're very comfortable, comfortable with yourself. You feel re really relaxed. Your breathing is calm, and you feel warm. You know, from your belly to everywhere. You know, even now I drink the wulong, I feel like my body is warming up. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's that comfortable feeling you're looking at. Tea should a good tea should really vibe with your energies yes. so if you're if you're agitated you know it should really embrace you give you a soft landing if you're if you're uh, feeling drowsy it should provide you a certain level of alertness but never yes. over it's just the right amount so you should feel like quietly energetic you know that 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 jittering feeling we have from the green tea tea bag, which I tasted before, it's not. It's it's not what I'm. What I think a uh, good tea should be giving you sensation wise. So I think really, I think tea is a good teacher to ask us to pay attention. Definitely. Yeah, it's a good echo. Yeah, because it's got so much medicinal benefits and meditative mm. benefits as well. Mm. And spiritual. Do you drink tea for? For for the spiritual, for the medicinal? Like you said, it depends on how you feel. But because I love tea so much, I mean, I drink tea every single day. So there's certain points of the day when I'm not hungry or anything. And if I'm at home chilling, it depends what I'm doing. But if I have a spare hour or something, oh, I like to have a nice cup of tea, maybe put in a nice candle and just sit with myself. So yeah, maybe I'm a bit more of a Taoist, I guess. But <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, you drink however the tea, you know, is telling you to do yes. it, I think. Whatever that means, something for you, yeah, do definitely. it. But definitely yeah. for more, yeah. like, to centre myself and to just sit with myself. That gives me the highest you joy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it, joy. Yeah. You know, like fine. Obviously, if you're in the office sometimes and they've got whatever teas in the tea in the cupboard, and you you're, you're not feeling that at that point, obviously. But when I'm at home, then yeah, 
Or you take your tea flask everywhere you go. <laughs> well, yeah, but sometimes it, you don't want to come off being too extra and bougie, so you know, just <laughs> just do it at home. <laughs> and people are like, "What's that?" <laughs> well, I don't judge. I mean, I I'm learning. That's why I started this podcast because this time last year I didn't know what I know now. So you, you must know, learn so I'm much. Learning. You must learn so yeah. much by having conversations with different people. Yeah. 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 And the podcast isn't about me; it's just about getting the education out there about tea. So it's a tea show, basically. I so. I would I was so surprised to, but I'm you know I'm not like in the in it so much.、Um, no, you have a tea business. I mean, what you're doing is fantastic. I mean, come on. But I'm not I'm not like、uh, connected to everybody. If you speak to like Marco in my team, he knows everybody in the tea in the tea. Community, right? Yeah. So when I found out that you actually have a podcast dedicated to tea, I'm like, I need to meet this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is so noble. Like, you know, just conversation revolve around tea. Yes. Such dedication to it is beautiful.、Oh. Really, really. Yeah. It's amazing.、Um, you have some very interesting workshops that you're involved with. How often do you do tea events? Oh,、um, how did I get involved in this? Because yes, since last year the pandemic happened, so every spring I would go home, and actually when I go home, I do a lot of tours and guides and education in Guizhou, yeah,、um, at the tea house or in the field.、Um, so I help a lot of people sourcing. I help a lot of people see. Uh, the indigenous tea tree environment, and just so you take people out. So、there. people come from all over the globe will find me, and I will show them around, and、um, which is which is the one of the best way of 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 like education. I think is so、mm-hmm. experiential and so multifaceted way of experiencing it. And since pandemic, I wasn't able to go home, so. The master's tea house you see on the website was built, developed from that purpose. Okay. In mind is to provide a virtual door for people to step in. So once they step in, they're actually in the tea、mm-hmm. house.、Um, and、um, so everything on master's tea house you see it. The the footage is is exactly what it looks like. People would play tai chi there in the morning. Before the door was open, they're already there, and they'll do tai chi,、wow. and then they'll go to tea house sip tea,、um, and then we have a nap after lunch, and when we come back, we do a bit of kung fu, we drink tea, and we chat、um, about anything. And somebody who caught just passes by came with a flute,、oh. and somebody started jamming. Everything is such a flow、mm-hmm. every day, and it's. So, I really wanted for people to experience that without, you know, without having to get on a plane because there wasn't any plane for us to catch to go anywhere. And I also felt like in the time where we need comfort most, we need each other most. We also need health, you know, holistic health. Before, how do we learn to? Um, approach health from a preventative point of view, than to treating the disease. You know, there's a lot of ancient knowledge and wisdom 
that I felt like that has always come through at the tea house. So I feel like okay, I can provide part of that, so people don't have to get on a plane; they can still be there. So that's how the Masters Tea House has come about.、Um, and so we do usually on the Saturday. You would、um, in the US, it's in the morning or midday. In the UK or Europe, it's、uh, sort of five, six o'clock in in the early evening. So you should have tea class. So living tea experience is、um, one of our long going、okay. experience or class.、Um, so it's it's about really sharing the the five thousand years、um, approach of tea. Sort of, I really wanted to share tea from the non colonized、um, angle.、Mm-hmm. Um, So I think the living tea experience is is sort of like a comprehensive、um, approach to the living tea, to the stories of it, and it, it talks.、Uh, we cover a little bit on the health benefits and how to brew it, but mostly about the storytellings of how how this tea has has come to present itself to today, and then we have. Different things about. I spend a lot of time、uh, sharing the very foundation of the tea, ancient tea knowledge, I guess,、um, as I was taught. So everything I share is how I was taught. I actually, what I do is I have notebooks that I accumulated over the years, and I need to check on them and then translate it culturally, linguistically, and share it here. Um, and then we have fun classes like making dumplings and、oh, make yes, like Guizhou、nice. noodles.、Uh-huh. Guizhou noodles was such a great one, and we made because Guizhou noodles is like from morning to lunch to to dinner to after dinner supper time. Everyone everywhere you go, you can find delicious、mm-hmm. noodles. So we made a noodle class. We、oh, did to join that.、Noise. We did.、Um, Language, language is also we we do that a lot. The language around tea, also the language around tea house, the etiquette. Yes.、Um, yeah. So everything around it, I think we we try to make it really fun. And sometimes we hold a tea panel,、uh, a panel discussion. We actually have one coming up on the twenty eighth. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. The stories that transform. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So、um, yeah, let's jump into yes, that in、okay. a bit. I'm just, I'm just. I think there's in terms of like companies. I think it's really about you know there's more and more companies, particularly SMEs. What do you mean by companies? You mean tea companies or tea business? No, like in、oh. general companies,、okay. um, corporations, organizations, corporations,、yeah. or from big to small to to you know different sizes. I think. More and more conscious about the well-being of teams and individuals, so I think、um, we also do <clears throat> quite a bit of workshop for companies to help them find ways to connect with themselves because with、um, tea as, a, some, as okay yes yeah some of our clients actually were saying you know meditation. Isn't always useful because you're when you're in the states, it's very hard to come out and jump into a negotiating negotiation meeting. So I think they're looking for different things.、Mm-hmm. So then tea can really play a role in in terms of 
promoting holistic health, that's one thing. And also facilitating a conversation because historically tea was used to de uh, dissolve conflict, you know. So when you have a hardcore meeting where you actually have some conflict, how do you use tea to soften that? Um, and also we run uh, empowerment or productivity uh, uh, workshops through tea, so it's how to get people to make well-informed decisions um, by, you know, part of the very ancient uh, wisdom of the tea philosophy and the application of tea. That's, that's, you know, I think to me that's very, that's quite interesting bit of my, my job is actually I get to translate what tea is into modern context and help people to apply it. Um, it's challenging and also very, very interesting for me. So definitely check out the Master's Tea House. Lots I of will, things going I on. I will. You've got a lot of events happening. And the uh, one coming up is the Stories That Transform. Is that just a women's event? No. We we didn't, you know, it's called Stories That Transform. Yeah, the roots of tea, right? With the wisdom of women, right? Okay. Um, this idea was has been in my head for a long time because mm -hmm. I have I, I have a lot of great, great friends who are female and who are just incredibly wise and motivated, capable, strong and soft at the same time. You know, incredibly empathetic, talented, independent, all of these things. And I often have conversations with them and I felt like each conversation can turn into a podcast. Yes. So I felt like, why don't I just gather them together and let's celebrate our stories together. And, um, and also as I go along the entrepreneurial journey, I more and more I get an email from somebody who just come out of college or somebody who's thinking about shifting their profession into a different uh, world. Um, so I feel like maybe by sharing our stories that can help um, make, make it easier for people, make it less strange for people when they want to come out of the, the nomad normality of, of life and do something mm -hmm. that aligns with them, but perhaps is slightly out, outside of the box and slightly considered edgy, um, or they're shy, or they don't know who they are yet. They haven't found it. Was I, I? I just hope that by gathering people together, sharing their stories, then it would encourage more people, particularly more young people, yes. to come out and share their narratives and realize everyone has a story to tell because no one gets to experience the world like you do. It's unique. Mm. So I think the, the the panel discussion on the 28th is is just about five sisters getting together. We did I uh, we didn't want to say women. Is it on Zoom? Is it a it's, Zoom? It's thing? a Zoom oh, thing. It's on Zoom. Okay. Everyone is welcome because I think the ultimate message is really yes, we're women. Yes, I'm an immigrant. Yes, I'm yeah. 
Asian. Um, I thought it was maybe, you know, because it was Women's Day and I saw it around, when I saw it was around that time. So I thought it was maybe in connection with Women's Day or something. It's but, funny yeah. enough, like five of us all have this very mixed feeling about Women's Day. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, let's not do it on the Women's Day, but let's pick another day, but still, you know, celebrate womanhood mm-hmm. and being woman. But also, we wanted to encourage everyone of all genders, of all, you know, or whatever, whoever you are, there's always a soft side of you yes. and there's always a harder side mm. of you. Is it the yin so and yang, ch- right? You've got your the, masculine definitely and feminine the, force. Yeah. yeah, definitely the yin and yang. And within the yin or within the yang, you can also, you know, Within the yin, there's yang, and within the yang, there's yin. There's always like indefinite. You can break it up indefinite, indefinite, right? So nothing just exists on its own. So I think it's it's less of a gender thing, more of let's come together thing. You know, because before all of these things, we're all humans, and we're all humans on this planet. Um, So I think it's really about getting everyone together. Um, but just so it happened, there are five women yeah. on the panel. Well, I'll be watching. Thank you. Thank you. I will be watching. So my last question is, uh, where do you see the future of tea going? In general? Yes, in general, yeah. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. Um, I don't have... I think tea education is getting a bit more out there now, so I think people are more aware of you know what they're drinking and where this tea is from and the philosophies behind the tea i think in general the uh, i think the composition of of consumers now definitely are moving towards asking more questions everyone is very inquisitive and you know it's their right to be and i think um that that's that's kind of that's quite positive it's a positive energy going on there and people mm-hmm. are very environmentally conscious also um um so i it's slowly happening i think it's slowly getting slowly there. and but let's yeah. not forget there's always there's the speed of how we can evolve as conscious responsible consumers there's also the speed of mass production and the destruction of the of the world of nature so which one goes quicker or slower we don't know so about the future i I think um it is going that way that the world is getting more and more fucked you know And, and i think it's it's about what we like right now what we do with it but then with that uh, with the with the mindset of what happens 50 years later you know if we constantly pick the leaves you know for 10 years for the next 20 years what are we going to do with the soil what else can grow from there um so i don't have a very positive i i'm always very pessimistic in terms of okay in terms of just because what i've seen i think but i think um the community is getting really strong and i think it's about empowering the community to go and ask questions because 
when you ask questions to the middleman, to the retailer, they go ask questions from the wholesalers, and the wholesalers ask、yeah. questions from the makers. The makers ask themselves questions. Okay, is this good for 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 me and the three generations down the road? You know, and I think then that、um, really encourages a more curious bunch to to be on the planet together. So I think it's it's about、mm-hmm. asking questions and being responsible and to to your own consumption, really.、Mm. Yeah, paint with your what do they say? You show where you put your money or something. There's a phrase. Oh、say. yeah, I know what you mean. Where your money goes, that's what you're kind of encouraging. Yeah, yeah. But I, f- I forgot the phrase. I think.、Right、I think if we can go down the road, like collectively, like consume less but consume better,、mm. that's already like giant leap forward. And and I think that actually be really helpful for the land and. The environment, right? We don't need to. Yes. We actually don't need to drink three teas a day. You know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Good quality tea, of course. Yes, yes. Not the plastic tea bags, no.、Mm. Yeah. So,、uh, Ray, where can people contact you as well? You can find us at grasspeopletree dot com. You can follow us on Instagram at Grass People Tree. We're also on LinkedIn,、uh, Grass、okay. People Tree, or you just Google Grass People Tree. We're there, and、um, yeah, that's how you can find us. Wonderful. So thanks for coming on the show, Ray. I really appreciated it. Thank you, Sunil. I appreciated your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so honoured and. Thank you for allowing me to share my story of my home, Guizhou, and thank you from the bottom of my heart on behalf of those trees, those mountains, and all the people. So thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. It was a pleasure having Ray on the show. Make sure you check out her website. Follow her on Instagram at Grass People Tree. So yeah, that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Please share it with your tea pals. I would fully appreciate that. So on that note, I'll be back again next week with another episode. So until then, bye.